재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵. Welcome back to Korea Escape on TBS EFM 101.3 MHz in Seoul and surrounding areas. Time once again for Who's Who. It's our weekly spotlight on historic, fascinating figures who have made a big difference in Korean history or Korean culture. And we are joined now by our biographer slash reporter, Jongbok Lee. Hi, Jongbok. Hi, Kurt. All right. So let's dive in. Uh, who have you brought the dossier on this week? Well, today I want to introduce Lee Jong-uk. He was the sixth director general of WHO. Mm. And with the Olympic coming up and the Zika virus, you know, it's a Yeah, a lot of people are thinking about, it's in Brazil. Yeah. And Zika virus is uh, it's kind of, you know, ground zero in a way mm-hmm. there for Zika. And the Koreans have changed their Olympic uniforms and everything to try and accommodate that. Right. You tend to think of the uh, work of the World Health Organization at times mm-hmm. like this when there's something breaking out. Yeah, whenever communicable diseases like MERS, when it came up and Zika virus recently, Dr. Lee um, immediately comes to mind. Mm. He was the first Korean ever to be the head of an international agency. And he took the position in 2003. Unfortunately, he passed away in the third year of the five-year term in office. Hmm. Mm. So a relatively short stint. I remember when he was first uh, named um, to that oh, position. Yeah, I, I was mm. over at CNN at the time oh. and doing a little talk show over there. Mm-hmm. And I said, ooh, let's get him. Oh, <laughs> He'd be perfect yeah. because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a Korean for the first time. I remember that very well. Uh, he and... Um, Pan Ki-moon sort of occupy the same kind of rank as groundbreaking international organization guys, right? Right, but uh, it breaks my heart that many people know UN Secretary General, but not Lee Jong-uk. And probably because he left Korea uh, decades before he took office to work for WHO. Yeah, there is that. There's mm-hmm. that. And unfortunately, he passed away before his time. If he had uh, been around until the year 2016, his profile might have continued to rise. Mm-hmm. This is, um, you said he passed away three years into it? Okay, so, so. it's basically his 10th year anniversary of right. having passed on. Mm-hmm. Let's get us uh, some background on him. Give us some bio. Yeah, he was born in 1945 in Seoul, Korea. So he was five Mm. or six Korean age when the Korean War broke out. He was young, but he would have seen and heard about the important roles doctors played during the war. And that might have inspired him to become a doctor. Mm. And he's known to have failed to get into medical school when he was 20, just out of high school. But he finally got into School of Medicine at Seoul National University at the age of 27. That's a life lesson for you, isn't it? Shows his determination. Seven years of persistence. Mm -hmm. Many people after getting rejected from medical school would just uh, drop it but uh, obviously he kept at it for seven years and finally got in Mm -hmm. okay and uh, how about some of his younger life achievements well, he, uh, while studying in medical school, he also uh, worked, volu- uh, did volunteer work in Korea. And what ultimately led him to WHO was leprosy. Mm. He volunteered at St. Lazarus Village in Gyeonggi Province. It's a community of those contracted with leprosy, mm. uh, also known as Hansen's disease. And it's still out there, isn't it? Yeah, there is. Mm. Also, a lot less. Yeah, um, many fewer patients. Leprosy is basically... Uh, 
the medical community has gotten a grip on that. Mm -hmm. But there are still, you know, the odd uh, patient here and there. And that that community still does exist. I've seen reports on it even Mm -hmm. as recently as last year. Yeah. um, At the time, there were 80,000 leprosy patients in Korea. uh, But Lee was the only doctor actually treating them face to face because it was commonly believed and still probably is that leprosy is highly contagious, although it's actually not. And that's where Dr. Lee met his wife, uh, Kaburaki Reiko, from Japan. She was also working as a volunteer in the village. And when they got married, the patients from the village gathered money and bought a ring for the bride. Mm. And she said it was the most precious gift ever. Of course it would be. That Mm. sounds wonderful. So here in Korea, did some work with leprosy patients and then started to venture abroad, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, after getting a medical degree in Korea, he also received an MA in public health at University of Hawaii. Uh, his professor actually suggested that he stays, continues his research, and eventually pro- uh, apply for a professorship. Mm-hmm. But he went to work at Samoa in the South Pacific, where he continued to look after leprosy patients. Okay. And uh, so this uh, theme of leprosy kind of taking him from one unlikely spot to another. Mm -hmm. Interesting. He's on some, he's on a little island in the South Pacific. Yeah. Um, And that's where he gained the name Asia's Schweitzer. Asia's Albert Schweitzer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He has many nicknames. (laughs) Okay. As I will mention later. Yeah. Uh, And then at what point does he uh, cross paths with the WHO though? Well, while working in Samoa, uh, he gets scouted by WHO in 1983 as a leprosy consultant in the South Pacific. Mm. And from then, uh, throughout his 23-year career at WHO, he made a difference in every program he managed. Uh, first, he served as an executive secretary. Uh, oh, well, this was not his first job. But in 1998, he served as Children's Vaccine uh, Initiative executive executive secretary mm-hmm. and he achieved a feat of reducing the polio prevalence rate to one out of 10,000 people in the world okay that's a major dent in the rate of uh, polio mm-hmm. and for that he was given the name vaccine czar <laughs> by science Asia Schweitzer vaccine uh-huh. czar his reputation, uh, Dr. Lee's reputation, uh, I've heard, is not somebody who kind of just enjoys the perks of mm. being at that echelon, that mm-hmm. elite level in an international organization. He really got his hands dirty and, and got active with things, didn't he? So for nearly three years as director general, Dr. Lee traveled to more than 60 countries. And for that, he got the name Man of Action. Mm-hmm. And not living, you know, luxuriously. Yeah, was a humble man. Never owned a home, only had a small hybrid car, refused to travel first class. So what, what, was he a sickly person? What caused him to die so prematurely or so young? Uh, He died unexpectedly uh, on May 22nd, 2006 at the age of 61. It was just a few days before the World Health Assembly. He fell ill due to a blood clot in his brain, which led to his death. It Uh. might be, you know, over overworked yeah yeah stress and for somebody who travels a lot you Mm. can get claudication and god knows what the cause of that blood clot was but somebody to respect he's well remembered by the world's leaders and certainly well remembered here in korea dr e very good thank you very much and we'll see you again soon thank you kurt and planet korea is up next